This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. So what will happen with Aaron Rodgers? What? I don't know. Is he going to be in a Green Bay Packers uniform this year? Scale of 1 to 10, how hungry are you right now? It's 9 o'clock. You ain't eating anything. Wow, that was, I, I thought you were going to say how hungry is Aaron Rodgers. I don't know where you were going with that. I'm sorry. I just, I just know you, and we're coming back talking Aaron Rodgers, which I'm excited to get to. I was looking at you, and I was looking in those eyes, and I'm married to you. I've known you for a lot of years. And I know this is the bewitching hour where it's like get some food in her or she's going to get angry. Uh, Victoria's on the floor here. I'm very happy that you haven't been rude to her yet because this is when you kind of get a little angry when you need some food in you. So, like, I'm just trying to think next break, will I have time to grab something, get some food in my woman so she can keep killing See, it? See, like, when I worked with Bart, Scott, like, he didn't know these things about me, so he didn't bring up, like... Did you get mean to Bart at about 9 no, o'clock? No, I actually didn't get mean. I was very nice, actually. And so now you've made me mad and reali- made me realize how hungry I really am, and now things could get, you know... Are you hungry, Shay? Can't wait. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance guests, join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Jay and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys this morning. They will never let us do it again either. I don't think ever. They keep saying that. They keep bringing us back. I know. I don't know why. So it's just they they just are really desperate or we might be doing something right. Maybe. You know what would be nice if like like, the night before we do this show, last thing I'll say, then we will get to hear. Like, why don't you like pack us a little breakfast? That'd be nice. I mean, I'll do that tomorrow. Okay, cool. I got you. Watch what we have. We'll have goldfish packets. She's morning. getting mean. What I tell y'all, you see it? Started get started build up. Don't worry. Nine ten on a break. I'll go get you something. Let's right. get back to Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Aaron Rodgers. Will he report to training camp? Uh, Packers training camp starts tomorrow, yep. or will he not? Uh, the likelihood is probably not. However, should he not, he will be fined up to fifty thousand dollars per day until he reports to camp. Um, that is a keynote from the CBA, which became official back in 2020. Under the new collective bargaining agreement, players will be fined fifty grand for every day of training camp missed, and teams cannot forgive fines for missing training camp. And so, over the weekend, we saw a very uh, cryptic Instagram message from both him and Devontae Adams of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen on the court, no caption, just giving each other a little pound insinuating perhaps this is the last dance for the two of them, but it seems like Jordan at this point with training camp looming and the likelihood of him showing up probably not good, that maybe this last dance sort of thing might not come to fruition for, what, weeks? Maybe once the season starts? Yeah, but you got to follow the breadcrumbs, right? Like, they put this in unison, Devontae and Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers put up that Instagram story of the last dance vibe with MJ and Scotty Pippen with the fist pump. And we now all know the story. We are in Chicago. We all knew this already. But it's become nationally known from the Last Dance documentary that there was a great disdain that Michael and Scotty had for management because they felt like they did them dirty and they were going to play that final season out knowing that that's all they had together for the team and for themselves. So following the breadcrumbs and not getting caught up in the minutia, it says clearly that Aaron and Devontae are saying – Forget the brass. Forget what they've done to us. We're going to do this one year, and we know we're out. So let's go chip up. That's the only thing you can deduce, right? Because everything else is just guessing. you got to follow what you're being told. And when they plant that, it's to say, we're following that model. This is what's going on. I'm kind of here for hidden messages like this. Like I I like It ain't that hidden. 
It's well, it is because training camp starts tomorrow, and if they're both not there, it is kind of hidden. Like we don't know if they're actually coming back yet or not. Dan Graziano was with us, our ESPN NFL insider, earlier today, and he said this about two options for Aaron Rodgers that he might consider. Take a listen. Number one would be uh, he retires, right? And, and like remember Carson Palmer ten years ago with the Bengals, and he, he didn't want to play there anymore. He retired, and ultimately they trade him to the Raiders. And I think that that's a possibility. It would save Aaron Rodgers the training camp fines, fifty thousand dollars a day, and it would you know if he said he was retiring for medical reasons, then he could probably argue against them trying to claw back his signing bonus. There are some reasons for him to do it that way if he doesn't want to be there. I think the other option. The other possibility is that he comes back, but only after they redo his contract to the point where it expires after this year. Right now, he's got three years left on his contract, only you know, no guaranteed money after this year. But if, he, if they were to adjust it so that he were able to get out after this year, and, and it came with a promise that they won't franchise him, and now he has some control, maybe he comes back for one more year. Okay, so you know what's like semi-hilarious about this is last week we were talking about what the Packers did offer in terms of restructuring a contract, and that was to elongate his contract for multiple years and make him right and make him the highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League. But it's like, no, it's not about the money. It's not about adding years to my contract. It's about Aaron Rodgers wanting to be in control. Which don't you respect, by the way? Wait, hold on. So the restructure should come in terms of what Dan Graziano is saying. Like, restructure it so Aaron Rodgers feels like he has some control and he can take over this thing. Okay, now now you may proceed. No, I wasn't going to interject. Just say, don't you respect that he did that? That that is clearly about how he truly feels and what his values are and the relationship. He's he's saying, you can't just throw a bunch of money at me and it will remedy how – I clearly felt on draft night when you went this Jordan Love way. See, I'm not buying that it's only about that. Like, that might have been the start of it, but, like, I'm not buying that this is all about drafting That wouldn't Jordan be enough Love. to you? If you're, if He's you're the gr- already played one full season with this already being a situation. Like, Jordan Love didn't happen this past draft. It happened last Speaks year. Speaks to the professionalism of Aaron Rodgers and a cool customer he is. That's real revenge. When you don't, that knee-jerk reaction, when, see, that's you. You react really quick to stuff and want to hit him right in the head. Aaron yeah. Rodgers. No, you know what that is? I'm upfront. Like if I'm annoyed at something, you're all going to know about it. Okay, I'm not going to play a year and kind of let it marinate and then come to an idea that like, hey, I, am I coming back? Am I not I coming back? Can I finish. You're doing it. You see that? Can I finish? So what <laughs> I'm going with it is, Aaron said, "Cool, I'm gonna lay in the cut. I see you. I'm not gonna forget you. I know what you did, good to Kins and Murphy." But I'm going to go out here. I'm going to turn in an MVP caliber season. He won that hardware. I'm going to try and go chase this chip. They elected to kick the field goal, not let him go win the game. Not let him go win the game, the MVP. Uh, they see, did I that think to that, him. I think that played they, into it, too. No, that was just probably a final body blow. But they had already been swinging. They threw their haymaker. And all they had to do, all management had to do, communicate like, hey, this is tough. But this is what we're thinking. We're going to go with Jordan Love. This is why we need to protect the life after you. You're our guy. Are you on board with this? Let's talk this through. No. He found out just like the rest of, just like the rest of us. And that is something that you don't forget. So Aaron went out there, proved his value, reminded everybody, hey, I'm going to be back on this market, and this is what I'm capable of doing, MVP-level football. And now he's in this position to toy with management like we saw in the last dance. MJ, you know, messing with Jerry Krause, making these snide remarks. New era, new age, going to Instagram, posting a story, a last dance vibe, just a jab at Murphy and Gudikins, doing it his way, not showing up, living his best life with Shane Lee and Woodley, doing it on his terms because he can right now, because he holds the power. And if it comes 
with the push to shove, David Dunn, his his agent, his representative, did this dance with Carson Palmer in 2004 when Palmer wanted out of Cincinnati. He said, I'll retire if I have to. Bengals said, I dare you. He did. Bengals ended up moving him early on in that season in October, ultimately granting Carson Palmer his wish. I'm telling you what, Aaron Rodgers is going to get his way, whether it be retire, move, get moved this year, or play under a contract that he designs to do this one year and then bounce. But it's going to be exactly how he wants it to play out. The David Dunn agent thing with him and Carson Palmer is like all too coincidental for me. Like it's too much of a storybook for me. Um, There's another angle to this too. Some sports books have taken down any betting odds related to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers due to rumors and information about this possible retirement that Jordan just alluded to. DraftKings and PointsBet pulled the NFC North odds, Packers win totals, and more. Okay, and then the first the first sports book to remove them was the Westgate Superbook in Las Vegas. And what do we always say, though, about Vegas? They always know. Sometimes they know more than we do. And and when you put you pointed this out to me, I don't know what that says about my husband, but it's a story for another day. Um, When my husband pointed this out to me, like all the futures bets for the NFC North have been taken down. Something's happening. I'm like, okay, this now is put me on red. Tell you where it makes me lean towards. If this plays out the way Vegas Bear is projecting, down, it, Chicago Bears. Cop that Justin Fields jersey. It breaks all the rules in the Cornet household. No grown folks should wear the jersey of an athlete who's younger than them, unless it's Joe Burrow or Justin Fields. We break the Cornet rule of jerseys. Oh, okay. Um, so it's Justin Fields and Joe Burrow. Well, you want the? You're not gonna wear a Burrow jersey. I'll wear any jersey. I don't care. I, I, oh, you want a Burrow jersey now? No, 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 no. I, any Bears jersey. I wear my own team's jersey. I don't have rules about grown man not wearing. You like, weren't wearing. You weren't wearing that Mitch Trubisky jersey anywhere. Well, I didn't have one, so why would I wear it? Um, one thing I should add to the Packers odds. <laughs> one thing I should add to the Packers odds. That's not how those Caesar William Hill still has odds up for the Packers, and here they are: Packers odds to win the Super Bowl plus two thousand. Seems like. Uh, yeah, the, the, those, those are factoring in the fact that Aaron Rodgers well, won't, be, won't there. be there. Packers odds to win the NFC plus 900. Aaron Rodgers to win the MVP plus 1200. Packers odds to win the NFC North plus 140. And so this Caesars William Hill does still have futures bets, obviously, for the NFC North and the Packers and whatnot. They're one of the few that still do, but they're long shots. I, I, so, well, they're not incredibly. I have to see what the rest of what the rest of the North looks like. But to me. I jump on that Packers, that Packers to win the North, the NFC North, because I believe if you're following again the breadcrumbs and the story on Instagram from Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is seeming like they're going to play out this final year with a vengeance and with more to prove. And when you look at what that that NFC is, it's that NFC North. It is Green Bay's for the taking if Aaron Rodgers is in uniform. So I, I would jump on that because if you're connecting those dots, it leads towards one more season in Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. All right, how about some news about Rodgers' top weapon? Leaping and catching Wide it. Open. Oh, what a catch. to Kelsey. Hit off by Randy. He could be playing Madden in his man cave for an easy touchdown. All right, so Madden 22 ratings reveal is this week. And today they are revealing the top wide receivers, which we're going to give to you in a minute here. On Get Up, Devontae Adams was announced as the first 99 club member on Madden 22. I got to be honest. 
I don't play video games like that. I don't know, but I know being like a top receiver in Madden is like the highest regard for some of these guys. Well, especially it's part of the culture now, especially in athlete circles. Like that's like making a Pro Bowl almost. I say that in jest. Obviously, you want to go out there and actually earn it on the field with that type of hardware for your team because that equates to wins. But there's a level of respect that comes with that. I mean, that's a big deal. In this year of 2021, gaming is all the all the rage, and king of it all is Madden. And 22 being the new one, you get that kind of love. That's big time. That is big time. Um, all right, we're going to check out those in just a minute. But as you and I were talking about the Devontae Adams situation with Aaron Rodgers, because it seems like those two at this point are kind of going hand in hand, right? Like Rodgers is making a decision. Rodgers is posting things on Instagram. And yet Devontae Adams kind of follows suit. Like if Rodgers isn't going to be there, I don't know that Devontae Adams will – either and if they're talking about this being the last dance they're doing this in tandem together and so Jeremy Fowler our ESPN senior NFL reporter was on um, SportsCenter AM yesterday and he had the latest on wide receiver Devontae Adams and his contract talks. Devontae Adams talks did break down on his contract I'm told they've been talking behind the scenes for a while and just there was a situation where he had to be the highest paid player because he's become the highest paid receiver in the league executives, coaches, they all know it. He's produced at a high level. And, uh, you know, so he, he needs that in order to move on. And the Packers couldn't quite get there. We're talking 22, 23 or more million dollars per year. So with their contract structure, that was going to be hard to do right now. So talks have paused. There's still a chance, a lot of time until week one. But here's the thing, a little wrinkle. If Aaron Rodgers does return, Devontae Adams could be incentivized to just play one more year and go into free agency in 2022. Because we know Aaron Rodgers is not long for Green Bay. If he comes back, it could be sort of begrudgingly. Maybe it's a last dance situation. They both play together for one more year. Move on. Okay, there's no way Devontae Adams comes back if Aaron Rodgers doesn't. Am I right in this? Not if they pay him. It's a money thing for Devontae Adams. And it comes back to that overlying theme with both of them of respect, getting what they feel like they deserve. So, yeah, I, I think if Devontae's going to get paid, he's going to go out there and take that money. Well, we'll see. The interesting thing that you said yesterday when we were on the radio together was that, a lot, you know, at least I was. I was kind of saying this is unfair to the rest of the Green Bay Packers locker room. Like, it feels like all of this notion of will Aaron Rodgers come back? What about Devontae Adams? Like, how do you think the rest of the locker room feels? And you made a good point yesterday, like, Shay, they don't yeah, care. Yeah, I think you got to dead that conversation because, you know, I was never good enough to make it to the professional level, so I've got a great respect and admiration for the players who could get there. I played on the basketball side playing uh, high-level college basketball but could never make it to the league. And one thing I know, having several friends in both leagues, uh, the National Football League and also the association playing hoops is – when it comes to stuff like this, those guys aren't going to hold any grudges toward Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, that's business. That's their personal life. They get to figure those things out. So all these fans that are going, you're leaving your teammates hung out to dry. That makes you a bad teammate. The majority of those teammates understand who Aaron Rodgers is, who Devontae Adams is, and what they are going through on a professional side. And that is much different than personal. Yeah, you're right about that. Okay, here is the top 10 wide receivers released today in the Madden NFL 22 game. And so here's the rankings. Devontae Adams at the top with a ranking of 99, as we already pointed out. DeAndre Hopkins right behind him with a ranking of 98. Tyreek Hill also tied with with DeAndre Hopkins at 98. Stephon Diggs at 97. Julio Jones, who's now a Tennessee Titan, at 95. Michael Thomas, 94. Keenan Allen. 
Allen at 93, Amari Cooper 92, Mike Evans of the reigning Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 91, and then Allen Robinson of the Bears rounds out the top 10 with a 90. Anything jump out to you here? Because really, Jordan, as I look at this list, the only one that I, I have a, a few question marks I think about would be Keenan Allen right there at number oh, no. seven. No, he, I, I'm not, obviously, these are the top 10 receivers in the league. I, he's a very good receiver. I just and Amari Cooper two seven and eight like Mike Evans to me would be ahead of them. Okay, what well, and that's interesting. You can make that argument, no doubt. I didn't know where you were going with it. That makes sense. I look at number ten, Allen Robinson from your Chicago Bears, and it speaks to just how good a player he is. He's never had a quarterback. He's never had a legitimate star quarterback. And you can go back to Jacksonville with that. That's too. my point. In his entire career. Yeah. And yet he's still put up numbers and been a guy worthy of this list, despite nobody tossing him that football. It's worth a damn. And so when you look at the list of those other nine, those are guys who played with elite level quarterbacks, every single one on that list. And now what Allen Robinson could be primed for, what could be in front of him, if and when, starting with when, when you go with your starting quarterback in Justin Fields, your star that you drafted in that first round, and when he gets acclimated, and if Justin Fields becomes the guy he should become, watch Allen Robinson's star rise to a much different level. He's going to be breathing much different air, more rare of air, because he'll finally have a counterpart worthy of his skill set, something he's been devoid of. So that speaks to, to get on that list, what a special talent. Only thing I'm going to argue with that is that there is a – and look, he's a phenomenal receiver. I agree with almost everything you've said there. But I will say there is a target on his back in terms of there's not a lot in the cover. Like, there's not a ton of receivers. There's not a ton of options. So who are you going to double or triple team? Allen Robinson. But it also helps if you get a run game, right? Like yeah, if you, of course. You, if you also get a run game and you've got a quarterback competent enough to move that thing around. Cole Komet at the tight end position is going to become one the of those. The tight end position could be a big factor. It alleviates so much pressure off a young quarterback. And when a guy like that can become a weapon, as he's expected to be, he's also from the great University of Notre Dame. Notre Dame, let's go. So if this guy can become a piece, then you're spreading around and you have a run game that needs to be respected. And a quarterback who could throw it. A-Rob's going to blow up even more. Amari Cooper, obviously, on that top 10 list as well. And I mentioned how I thought Mike Evans should be ahead of Amari Cooper and ahead of Keenan Allen, which would you, wouldn't you you agree with me in that term? The only thing that I'll say about Mike Evans is that, obviously, he had Chris Godwin that could help him out. He, a slew of tight ends in terms of Cameron Brayton, and Rob Gronkowski, who are also receiving tight ends. But I just feel like a Super Bowl caliber guy like Mike Evans and how he was able to establish chemistry early on with Tom Brady last year – that would push him ahead of Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper to me. Amari Cooper is a phenomenal receiver, but the Dallas Cowboys didn't put up the numbers like they should this year when Dak Prescott is at the helm, hopefully for the entirety of a season. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all in that, in that range of, I mean, Evans and Keenan are bigger targets, but Amari can do all the same things, not as physical, but a deep threat, can go across the middle, uh, can do all the things that those other guys can. I look at Allen, Cooper, and Evans in that seven, eight, nine range and say, yeah, I'd take any of them. But this list is is incredible. I mean, these are the most talented players in the league, but they're coupled with the most talented passers in the league as well. Julio Jones, do you think uh, rises or falls with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback now? No more Matty Ryan, someone he's very accustomed to, someone he has really good chemistry with, and now it's Ryan Tannehill for the Tennessee Titans. You're looking at me with big eyes. Because he's got a receiver on the other side who's incredibly talented as well and a running back who's a game-changer. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is a competent quarterback uh, that is good with the football. 
when you pair with a guy like Derrick Henry in that backfield, yeah, man, I think he's going he's gonna to blow up. Yeah. I think he's going to blow up even more. I mean, people say Julio Jones is the best receiver in the NFL. Some people look at him and are like, this guy's a machine. You heard that sound from Larry Fitzgerald uh, when he was talking to, uh, God, his quarterback. Um, his quarterback, Kyler Murray? Thank you. Draw yeah. a blank. It's okay. <laughs> Kyler Murray. We was talking to Kyler Murray pregame, and he was watching Julio run his routes. Larry Fitzgerald, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest to ever do it, goes, you see that guy? He's a machine. I've never seen anything like it. So it speaks to who Julio Jones is. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see how he does the Tennessee Titans and then an AFC South that is is loaded. Let's yeah. just say it that way with the Colts and the Titans there, um, and the and the Jags probably probably being a lot better as well. So the latest on Texas giving the SEC the horns up. You know, it, it might be coming for Texas and Oklahoma. Could they be? Departing from the Big 12 and jumping ship to the SEC. We'll dive in next on KJZ on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is going to be like the Bing Bang. Uh, it is so big. Do you think the SEC would really want Texas and Oklahoma to actually join the conference? I, I think they would want them. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sports Center right now after holding the Red Sox hitless for seven innings on Sunday, the Yankees lost five to four after allowing Boston to score five runs in the eighth inning. It was New York's third such loss this season when leading by four plus runs in the eighth inning or later, tied for the most such losses in a single season in franchise history. No other team has more than one such loss this entire season. Staying on the diamond, Kelsey Stewart homeward to lead off the bottom of the seventh to cap a late rally and give Team USA softball a 2-1 win over Japan for its second straight walk-off win. The Americans finished group stage play 5-0 while only allowing two runs. The U.S. has earned the right to bat last in Tuesday's gold medal game against the host nation. In college news, the Big 12 Executive Committee met with the presidents of Texas and Oklahoma on Sunday amid speculation that the two schools intended to part for the SEC. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said in a statement that the meeting was cordial and and what he expects is that they will continue their conversations in the days ahead. SportsCenter is brought to you by Goodyear. Movement is always driving us forward, whether it's on the track, the court, or on the field. Every move we make, every road we choose to go down, and every single mile marker we pass leads us to find out just how far we can go. Goodyear, more driven. 
Where is the Big 12 without its two bell cows? Could you imagine the shifting from conference to conference? And I think this thing is pretty far down the track. We thought June was the wildest month in, in recent college sports history with NIL. Get ready. This is going to be crazier. On a Monday. Does this make you think of our wedding day? It does. We turned up. It does. We played a lot of Bruno Mars. Both families really like Bruno Mars, so it was an easy choice. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests, join us where? Uh, Don't put me in that position. On the Goodyear hotline. I said it a hundred times. I thought maybe you'd be able to carry me there. I don't know. I'm so sorry. Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette here with you. I'm so sorry. I hate when I'm quizzed, too. I didn't mean to do that. that's That's sponsor money. You don't mess with that. Amateur hour. I'm so sorry. I thought for sure it would roll right off your tongue like it does mine. You see how I stopped? I was like, nah, that's not it. <laughs> Thanks, Shay. It's the go to your hotline. That's where we go all the time. Conference realignment. It's happening in college sports, and it feels like it happens every couple of years. Don't shake your head at me. And, <laughs> and, and now is a weird time, especially because big, the Big 12 could look a lot different and not so big, quite honestly, if Texas and Oklahoma decide to leave and go to the SEC. True. And now this bolsters the SEC in a big way. But what's crazy to me is twofold. Now, we've talked about this a lot today and yesterday, Jay, and over the weekend. But Texas and Oklahoma, you've all, I mean, it'll be really hard for me to put them in an SEC category. Like, I, I'm so accustomed to them playing in the Big 12, having their games at Jerry World, it's, and being at, like, the Dallas State Fair. It's just, it'll be weird. But but it, I hear you. And but it's it, not official yet. I should point I hear, that out. But Yeah, I hear you, but it won't be to me. You want to know why? Because when you think about football, you think about the king of football is the SEC. And when you think about Texas when they were doing it at a high level with Mac Brown and Vince Young and – a, a, a slew of other years, you think about being king. When you think about OU and the run they've been on, you think about being king, all that history. I, I kind of like, yeah, the SEC makes sense. It's where they belong. And, and what Greg Sankey's trying to do there is going to flip this whole landscape uh, of colleges and conferences as we knew them. It's going to change wildly because now if you're the ACC, where, where, where I lay my head and do a lot of work with the ACC network, and if you're the Big Ten, you're thinking, what's our next move? Everybody ups the ante, so a lot changes here. Well, let's get the latest from Heather Dinich because she has been on top of the story, as she always is. She's our ESPN senior college football writer. Good morning to you, Heather. I feel like we just talked to you about this yesterday, but things are changing at a very rapid pace. So what is the latest that you can tell us in terms of conversations between Texas, Oklahoma, the Big 12, and the SEC? Good morning. We did just talk five minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) I I can tell you that my Big 12 sources are expecting Texas and Oklahoma today at some point, don't know when, to inform them that they do not plan to extend their grant of rights agreement with the conference. That goes through June of 2025. What that does is it leaves open the possibility – that they might stick around for that long. But it also is the first formal indication that they do plan to leave the conference, but at what time, nobody knows right now. And that's what's so interesting to me, Heather, because uh, trying our best to guesstimate here, because that's all it really is if this does move forward today as you're expecting it to, and again, nothing official. But I can't imagine the SEC is going to be okay with, okay, finish through 2025 then we'll take you on, not with how this landscape is ever changing. Don't you imagine the SEC applies a little bit more pressure for Texas and Oklahoma to say, hey, now you're getting out. Now do it really fast, not wait till 2025. 
Well, and that's the thing. I've also heard from people within the Big 12 who say this could happen as soon as 2022. But the reason that the potential is there to do it later is because if they leave early, both Texas and Oklahoma would have to pay a fee to exit of at least 75 to $80 million per school. Now, the other question is, would the SEC presidents and chancellors even extend an invitation to Oklahoma and Texas at this point if they knew that they were going to stick around in the Big 12 for another four years? And we've got to remember that it takes 11 of the 14 to agree to extend that invitation to begin with. I am told that as of yesterday, there's no timetable for the presidents to actually call a formal vote. But my sources in the Big 12 are telling me that at some point they do expect them to do that. Interesting stuff. Talking to Heather Dinich right now, ESPN senior college football writer, as realignment seems inevitable at this point. Okay, so now we've talked a lot about what this means for the SEC, but what does it mean for the remainder of the Big 12 and, and those teams that will be left if Oklahoma and Texas do leave? You know, I think that's a painful reality for those schools that are left in the Big 12 if this happens because – The Big 12's option is to try to bring in other schools like Cincinnati, UCF, um, BYU, Houston, schools that had expressed interest in joining the Big 12 when they at one time had considered expansion of their own. But that being said, the reality is... That's not Oklahoma and Texas, is it? No. So you're going to have teams like Iowa State, West Virginia say, where can we go? You know, I know West Virginia would love to join the ACC, but I'm not sure that the ACC wants West Virginia because I don't know that they bring anything to the ACC from a financial perspective. So a lot of questions regarding that. But then, guys, this is something that will snowball for years because we're hearing everything from the possibility of four-team super conferences with 16 to 20 teams to an nfl light version at some point where eventually you get to a point where there's 32 teams. I mean, the speculation out there is all over the place. But what we know for sure is if this happens, it is a seismic change that could really, really alter the entire landscape of the way we know the power structure to be. Heather, I'm a Notre Dame alum. My phone's already blowing up with people. What about Notre Dame? How does this impact Notre Dame? Uh, Do they factor into this at all? When we talk conference alignment with the massive swing that the SEC is taking here, it seems like the next step for any other conference in this arms race is to go get Notre Dame. How do they factor in? So Notre Dame is always the X factor in every conversation that I have. And I can tell you their athletic director, Jack Swarbrick, told me that he is very happy with their position. He likes it a lot. But at the same time, he realizes things are changing. So um, he certainly didn't say they're going to join a conference or anything. But if they ever did, it would be contractually the ACC. Now, can you rip up that contract or get some lawyers involved? Jack Swarbrick's uh, a lawyer. <laughs> he knows how this works, right? But how, how amazing would it be to have the conversation with the Big Ten? There's a lot of ties there, right? So I think there are a lot of things that could still happen. And who's the other team that the ACC would bring in with Notre Dame to entice the Irish to join that conference? If you're Jim Phillips, the new commissioner in the ACC, I would think you have to be on the phone with Texas, maybe even Oklahoma, certainly Notre Dame, 
And it's not about best positioning your league for tomorrow. It's about where are we going to be 10 years from now. And I think with the Supreme Court, name, image, and likeness, 12-team playoff, all these things that are going on, that's why all of this is happening. Heather Dinesh, before we let you go and some really good stuff here this morning, what do you anticipate the timetable being in the immediate future? Look, I know there are still contracts that need to be talked about and more conversations to be had, but in terms of like today, tomorrow, and the next day, do you think we're going to get any sort of decision here? Well, if Oklahoma and Texas do notify the Big 12, I think things start to happen quickly after that because that really is the first domino. That I mean, and legally, that's the first thing that, that has to happen. Then I think the question is, what's the SEC's move, right? And, and how much more information comes from Oklahoma and Texas today? Because I can tell you, people in that league still don't know what they want. As far as Oklahoma and Texas, what's their motivation? Do we get more information on that? So I think we'll find out more later today, guys. I, I hope we do because yeah. I'd like to tell you something different and report <laughs> right. some news. Well, this, this was great. Thanks, We're Heather. We're going to be bugging her tomorrow and the next I day, know, too. I know. It's true. It's true. A lot to come with conference realignment. Heather Dinich, our ESPN senior college football writer, thank you so much for the insight. Have a good morning. Thanks. You, too. See you later. Um, so, Jordan, how does this make you feel really quick as a Notre Dame alum? Like, are you okay with the fact that you could be fully joining a conference? Or do you f- – because, look, you're right. It's inevitable. Like, Texas, Oklahoma, and then probably Notre Dame is the next domino to fall. Like, are you okay with that as someone who's been used to being Mr. Independent this whole time in football? Well, well except for I, this I, got, past year? I got used to not being independent in my life uh, a few short years ago. So, so, I've already made that adjustment personally. But, look, in all seriousness, as it pertains to Notre Dame and their independence, it's not a matter of – if they lose the independence tag, it's a matter of when. It's going to happen at some point. It's going to have to happen with the ever-changing landscape. Does it have to happen right now is the question with this move from the SEC taking on potentially Texas and OU. Ideally, I know the ACC would love for it to happen yesterday, today, tomorrow. But for where it's at right now and how it's aligned, that Notre Dame financially is in a great spot, that the CFP, even if it expands to 12 games, is lined up where Notre Dame has a, a path and a path that is kind of desirable for them to make it into this playoff. If they do expand to 12 teams and they can't have those top seeds, they can still host a game there at Notre Dame Stadium. That brings in revenue. That's always an enticing setup. They like being independent because it appeases their big money boosters, and they want to be able to flex that muscle. But if this thing is going where I, too, believe in what we heard from Heather Dinich is where it's going – these mega conferences, this NFL light, where it's going in this next 10-year window or even sooner, Notre Dame ain't going to have the luxury to say that they want to stay independent because the legislation, how this thing is governed, how it's set up won't allow them that luxury. So it's a matter for Notre Dame, not if, but when they lose their independence. The, Notre, the NFL light thing is, is – I can't even wrap my head around it. Well, you don't need to right now. But the, the, the bigger thing is – With these moves, it starts to fracture at the foundation what we've known college athletics to be, much like name, image, and likeness. You think about the bandwidth personnel-wise to stay on top of this stuff? That should give you the real anxiety. Okay, great. More anxiety in my life. Just what the doctor ordered. Uh, We're going to play a game of Caller Roulette next. I know you've never played this game before, but it's an interesting one, and we're going to do it next right here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't 
mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Not any Line 5 guys today when we play a game of Caller Roulette. Jordan's first time playing Caller Roulette. I'm going to show him the ropes. Take it slow with me. Like I, like I do for most things in life, right? Uh, this is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests and all callers are going to join us on the Goodyear Hotline. <laughs> Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin this week. Uh, and we're having some fun doing it. And hopefully you're ready and you're on your toes, callers, because here we go. Let's spin the wheel. Line three. Hi, this is John from South Carolina. I'm calling regarding the realignment in football conferences. How much does it, of an impact does it make schools that aren't necessarily great at football right now but have a high total revenue for their athletics department, like, say, a University of South Carolina? Thanks, guys. Uh, that's a great question, and, and, and it doesn't jump off the page if they don't lead with that football because of the, the power of that earning potential there. But if it's a school that makes a lot of money, a state school like South Carolina, whose financials uh, apparently are in a good place, uh, and there's a market there that's maybe not touched or it's in the blueprint, like a South Carolina would make sense in, in the ACC uh, for, for certain reasons. Football's good enough. They've got other sports. It's a good academic institution. It's in that ACC blueprint. Yeah, but South Carolina ain't leaving the SEC. No, but if we're just talking about the realignment, this thing can go anywhere. Yeah, Shane. I know. It but really then could. it becomes a conversation of much like you're talking with Texas A&M about being okay with Texas coming along. You have to make sure a Clemson is happy because they're king or one of the kings in the ACC. Yeah. They're in that same state. Those kind of things have to be discussed as well. Fair enough. Spin the wheel. I'm going to help you. Line one. <laughs> Yeah, hi, this is uh, Robert from Virginia calling, and um, my dad coached at UVA, and I followed the ACC in Virginia my whole life, and I, the one thing that I hope is that this thing doesn't get ugly. I, I saw one report where the SEC is trying to get uh, Clemson, Florida State, 
Ohio State and Michigan to join. And, I mean, this could really get ugly, and I just hope it doesn't happen. Um, And I I wish there was something I could tell you to put you at ease, but quite frankly, um, this super conference thing, is it's been a discussion. It's been something that seems like it's very far out, but with moves like today, it inches closer towards why put it past any of these conferences to take massive swings to secure stability. Uh, With the NCAA uh, showing that its, its importance is not critical and you can do this thing without it, you can govern without it, uh, no team is safe. No conference is safe. And when I say arms race, that's the best way to depict exactly what's laid out in front of us because commissioners, university presidents, everybody's looking at how can we become stronger. And it may not fit in the regional footprint as you would like. It's all about the money. Here's the thing, though, and I saw this headline by Nicole Auerbach on on Twitter, and it's like, this is not good for college sports. And I understand that, and I feel that, and I hear that. You're accustomed to these rivalries. Like, like, I'm just speaking for myself. I'm being an Indiana grad. Like, Indiana and Kentucky used to have this huge rivalry in basketball, and it went away. Whenever there's rivalries that go away in your conference or out of it, it's not good for your sport. It's not good for the fandom. It's not even good for the pageantry. And when you have conferences completely jumping ship, or rather teams completely jumping ship to new conferences, this can't be good for the fan base. Perhaps it's good for the institution because of the money it makes and the way it maybe uh, shows your brand to different audiences and whatnot. But it can't be good for the, the fan RZA, base. The RZA, the Jizza, old dirty bastard, inspected deck, Raekwon and Chef, you got Ghostface Killer Stop. and Method Man. It's all about the woo. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Football generates money. They'll make it work in any way they have to. I wanted to supremely give love to woo. The best to ever do it. We're here in New York City, close to Staten Island. Had to give that love out. But that's what this is. I was a Big East guy. I grew up watching St. John's, Syracuse, UConn, all these teams get it done. You know what broke that up? Football. Football is going to move these conferences around. The pageantry you talk about, the rivalries that you love, some of those may go away because fiscally it makes more sense. And these conferences, these commissioners are trying to maximize the dollar and get every bit of it. Okay, you're a decent rapper, but let's try and stay on task here. I was just naming names. I Hold on, rapper. decent? You did, you did it with like a little bit of a musical flair, though. Well, it's part of a track. but That was better than decent. Yeah. Okay, it was I, better than decent. Okay, have a, give, a, give a compliment sound. I thought you about to dog me there. Yeah, I, w- I was going to call him a dork and dog him, but I no, guess it was that was good. that was really good. Okay. That was really better than decent. Wow, better than lies, 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 and more lies. <laughs> okay, spin the wheel. Lies, lies. Spin it. Line five. Yeah, Steven from Nebraska. As a Blazer fan, I'm just starting to believe that you can't win with Damian Lillard. Oh, you're talking about Team USA not being able to win with Damian Lillard. Uh, or you could be talking about your Blazers not being able to win with Damian Lillard. But let's assume for timely reasons you're talking about Team USA losing to Team France with Damian Lillard. Oh, he did say Blazers. I stand yeah. corrected. Line I five always line gets five a little was dicey. A little shaky. Um, yeah, the Blazers, it's not constructed properly. You can't win clearly the formula with C.J. McCollum alongside Damian Lillard. And I think Damian Lillard has given the Blazers every opportunity to figure it out. He's been loyal, but you can only be loyal to a point. Giannis stayed loyal to a point that said, put up or shut up. Make the moves that will convince me to stay. Bucks did. He stayed. 
Rest is history. The Blazers haven't shown that they can do the same thing there, and it starts with moving a piece like C.J. McCollum. His value, that remains to be seen, but Damian Lillard has exhausted most of the options there, where if he does choose to leave now, you really can't hold it against him. But quickly, do you think that you you look at what the Bucks were able to do, and perhaps Portland takes a look at that as a blueprint and says, hey, this is what we need to do in order to keep Dame Dalla happy, and that's what we're going to do this offseason? Or do you think they've already had the chance and the time has passed? I think they've already had a chance and time has passed. And I think the fact that Damian Lillard has only said these reports aren't true, I haven't said that. He has not come out forthright and said, I'm not leaving. Everybody chill out. He's doing his due process as he should to find out the best fit because he's seen in all these professional sports, guys look in a mirror and say, this may be the best place for me and go achieve bigger and greater. And why should he be denied that? Because he just saw it happen in Milwaukee and he can stay in Portland and do the same thing. He wants to be Run it back in the small market. He wants to be there. You're the one who said it ain't no small market. You saw deer district a small, popping. a smaller, I know what you mean. smaller spin the wheel. Last one. 62. Line six, six, Line six. Hey, this is Justin from Texas. Hey, Hey, so I was wanting to talk about uh, with Texas and OU moving to the SEC, well, possibly it's not confirmed yet, what would it mean for a team like the Arkansas Razorbacks on the outside looking in and then possibly making a move for the Big 12 in a conference that they could really run supreme on and possibly bring them back to the playoff picture, especially with the new coach, Sam Pittman, really turning the organization around? So that's interesting because we're talking about teams leaving the Big 12, but could there be like SEC teams possibly moving into the Big 12? That's something we should have asked Heather Dinich. Like we, South Carolina and Arkansas are now two teams that have been brought up. Would it make sense for them to go to the Big 12 if Texas and Oklahoma are leaving? It'll be interesting to see. Uh, you're, you're saying SC schools leave out? No, I don't think that's gonna, what. Well, that's what he was just yeah, saying. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening because the idea is here to build a superpower. They don't want to let go of schools to bring in just more talented ones. They want to grow their brand grow the universities within and add on. The idea here is to build one of these, as Heather Dennich was talking about, four pillars, three pillars, two pillars of mega super conferences. Letting go of an Arkansas doesn't behoove uh, the SEC by any stretch. So uh, Arkansas is going to stay, and their schedule just got a little bit tougher if Texas and OU do, in fact, make this move whenever they do. And whenever we talk about the college football playoff, and I know it's expanding at some point, you talk about the strength of schedule. Well, if you add Texas and Oklahoma into your schedule slate, your strength of schedule, no doubt, will definitely increase. Okay, uh, Shay Cornette, Jordan Cornette, it has been so fun filling in for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin this morning, and guess what we're going to do? Run it back. Run it back tomorrow and on Wednesday. We'll be right here in these same chairs tomorrow, so we hope you will join us. For Jordan Cornette, I'm Shay Cornette. Greeny is next. Zach Lowe and Dan Graziano will be on that show, breaking everything down between the NFL and the NBA. We will see you all tomorrow. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.